0: They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Power Your Life, and I'm Dr. Joanne White, and it's always a pleasure to be here. And we're at such an important, pivotal time in the history of Earth, the history of mankind. And today I am so excited to bring to you a very special guest who is going to unearth so much about where we are and where we're going as humanity and earth and so much more. And I'm talking about Rebecca Dawson, who is an international channeler, a speaker, as well as an author, whose focus over the last seven years has been on the research and the understanding of the shifts that are occurring for both earth and humanity. While studying to become an architect, Rebecca discovered her talents as a channel, and her life began to follow an unexpected path. As a result of her gifts, she developed an ability to acutely observe the human energy field, and this led to an understanding of how changes in the human energy field impact our capacity, functionality, as well as our life experiences. They reveal the synchronicity and the pattern of change that's sweeping across the planet. Now, I'm getting chills on this, Rebecca. Rebecca brings Mm -hmm. forth the information through workshops and events globally, and her first book, The New Human Experience, addressed these initial observations. After 25 years of relaying this information, both individually and through workshops, corporate presentations as well as speaking engagements, she believes there's a renewed urgency. Humanity is in the midst of making a massive consciousness shift that will have us living and experiencing life From That Place of Totality and her new book, which is beautiful, folks, The Agreement, was written to help us ease into highly elevated conscious awareness as well as prepare us to undertake this shift. It's a roadmap for embracing life from this new level of cosmic mind. Welcome, Rebecca Dawson, and let's get into cosmic mind. How are you? (laughs)
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm great, thank you so much for having me it's, uh, it's a delight to be with you
1: it's certainly my pleasure and just reading your book and and th- everything about it and what we're going through is so incredibly exciting and so timely given everything that we're going through and I'm so glad that you are a spokesperson for, for all of this shift so tell our listeners how you got involved in it what what was the beginning of it and where you are now with it well
2: this particular um you know stream of understanding and uh, um, this this unfolding of wisdom really started for me probably about two thousand and eight two thousand and nine i've i've been been a channeler since um since the mid nineties uh but really it wasn't until you know as late as 2008 2009 2010 that the information that started coming through um, in in groups and in, uh, in in presentations that we were giving started to talk about really what are the mechanics of our reality what is this shift between 3d 5d and multidimensionality why it's happening And um, and what it's all about because I think we've all been hearing anyone that's been on a spiritual journey or a path understands the concepts of what ascension or evolution of consciousness is but The curiosity of what does that actually mean? And what does that actually look like in the human experience and for humanity in, in practical everyday living that's that's the information that started to come through, and so we've been um, documenting and and speaking about it and writing about it for quite some time now because we're now beginning to live it and experience it. So uh, it's very helpful information to have during times of change.
1: You know, it's so important to to, to especially now we are going through through many different changes, including COVID and things that have been happening socially and politically, which which are affecting people. How did you know, because a lot of people get messages, and how did you know when you were first hearing or sensing or experiencing messages from beyond, how did you know that, that they were valid, and how did you know how to trust that, and what was that process for you?
2: Well, from the time I was a small child, I... I had the ability to see beyond what most people can see and sense beyond what most people can sense. So I never really lost that. Like I could see energy fields from a very young age. Um, I had a lot of, I guess, what you might call astral experiences. And, and I, w- I did work for many years as a medical intuitive, too, because I had the ability to see into the body and uh, remote viewing, that that sort of thing, which which was interesting, but it didn't really... It didn't really excite me um, and I, as a young child I also didn't really have that memory loss that we often get where we don't remember uh, experiences beyond this particular embodiment or reincarnation of life so I, I, I guess I always had that awareness and openness but the channeling for me was not something I ever really um, aspired to or Really wish to have an experience with so that was a very spontaneous experience for me. I, I was 18 at the time and um, It wasn't so much hearing a message uh, It was more the message being spoken as uh, or from me so it was uh, I'm a voice channel so um I have a team called the masters that come through and speak through me and that first experience was a spontaneous experience it it wasn't planned uh, it, it was quite disconcerting actually for myself I understand. Much for the person that was listening <laughs> they were pretty interested and excited for that to be happening for them um, but it, it really the challenge for me was in the in the, the subsequent years in trying to to make sense of that, in terms of what that meant for my life and uh what I was meant to do with it
1: you know and there are people that that channel and 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 it's a it's it's about getting used to the fact that that basically you're being used, and I don't mean that in a pejorative way but you're you're being used to convey messages like you said that that are through coming through you which can be initially a little bit disconcerting until you get used to it. So who are the masters that that you're channeling? And let's get into this a little bit because this is the exciting part, and you are a vehicle for it. I mean, they've chosen you for many reasons, which we will get into too, but who are they? Have they identified themselves?
2: Well, the, the, yes. Um, and and they they come through sometimes as individual personas depending on the content and the information and 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 who we're sharing that wisdom with and sometimes they come through as a group consciousness um, Kind of weaving together for a more macroscopic view of the information so uh, we have Serapis um, and Jermaine and Kusumi, who have been with me uh, for many many years um, and Interestingly, none of those uh, energies or none of that feeling state because you know channeling is a real feeling state
0: um,
2: really? were 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 foreign in any way it, it felt quite familiar uh, and safe so I hadn't really had the experience where I've ever had to really um, really question or feel uncomfortable or Or worried about my safety or anything like that because it always felt so familiar and so reassuring almost like uh, a a big brother putting an arm around you and here we go this is this is what needs to be said at this time so so it hasn't really been a frightening experience for me uh, but it has been one that has been frightening for my own sense of identity, and, and that I think is the biggest challenge for anybody who is an intuitive, is you begin to challenge your own what you know and what your own beliefs are, particularly when the information that starts to come through you challenges your own beliefs and your own limited view of the world. So how has that
1: shifted? Because what what they're bringing in through you is is a lack of limitation and just a whole way of seeing oneself, seeing ourselves, seeing humanity. And so you probably, well, I'm jumping ahead, but you probably had to go through uh, some of your own transformation to, to be in a place of acceptance of that.
2: Oh, absolutely and and my own view of the world and of life and reality and consciousness has shifted accordingly I mean just the concept of channeling has just dramatically shifted for me when I first began, you know I had more of a a classic metaphysical view of what channeling was and that it was a higher vibration frequency that would come 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 into me and out of me like like I was a conduit or a vessel and what I've come to understand over many years of, of integration and, and being with it and understanding more about how consciousness works is that it's not so much about something coming in, it's about something inherent coming out. And that the source of all wisdom through, you know, unity consciousness is available within all of us and in every human. And this is indeed what we talk about a lot now is that it's it's not something that only special people can do. It's something that we all have the ability to do if we begin to see it that way.
1: And it's exciting because, it, like you said, and, and and I understand this too, that it is open and available, but we have to be able to connect with that and and also embrace it in so many ways. So... What is, I mean, there's so much of this, but but why is it important now, really, I guess, for this information to be conveyed? And then we'll get more into what the information is.
2: Well, when we go through, you know, a, a, a shift in consciousness collectively, which is what's happening now for humanity, humanity is shifting. And and there's a lot of people that speak and write about this and say, well, actually, it's the earth shifting. We're moving from an old earth to a new earth or from, an, from, a, from a previous era into a new era. Um, however, you'd like to see it. It does happen deeply on a very personal level and in it, and it happens on a personal level often first we, we usually tend to notice personally things things that closer range to us than we do macroscopically or collectively so the shift in consciousness is happening it, it, it in our view and in the master's view it's inevitable it's not something that can actually be prevented but we can make ourselves more comfortable and interested and, and get into the flow of the shift more easily, which is better for everybody in our earth reality, if we have an understanding about how that shift is presenting. And so the initial shift for many awakened or conscious people, um, and I'm sure so many of us can relate to this, I can relate to this, I'm sure you can as well, is that one of the first things to go is your sense of identity. And you start to wonder what your purpose is and and even if you thought you knew what it was you start to question it you begin to lose a sense of direction <clears throat> you begin to lose a, lose your sense of history or your sense of relevance or what is my role and this is, is is really the first first sign or the first hallmark of a shifting in consciousness
1: you know it's so very important so it so one of our listeners is is, is asking, well, what is what is a shift in consciousness? I mean, and I think you're 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 telling us that, which is, it's like kind of who am I? Look at my identity from what I thought I was or who I've been all this time, and now it's shifting, it's changing, and so how do we tell this person what that means in in another
2: way? Sure. Well, I I guess one way of looking at a shift in consciousness, well, consciousness is, source energy is, life is, the universe is, but how it presents itself depends on the particular reality or the mechanics of, of the world or the particular life that it shows up in. So for example, if we have a shift of consciousness for humanity on Earth that in essence is a shift from how life works on Earth in this particular reality to how life works on Earth in the next particular reality. So the shift is really the mechanics of how life unfolds, how we operate in our reality, how we create and manifest things how things work and a shift in consciousness means that we're actually shifting into a new fabric new sets of blueprints new possibilities and things work a little bit differently so we know we're going through a shift in consciousness when the things that used to work really well for us before you know being super scheduled sometimes setting goals and sticking to them lots of thought over reality manifestation when those sorts of things stop working for us as soon as the things that always used to work for us suddenly aren't working so well anymore or lose their appeal that's really indicative that consciousness is shifting into a new playing field into a new way of doing things. So then the challenge is, well, how do we figure out how it works best here? What, what are the new rules for reality here? How, what are the mechanics for creation here? How does it work? And that's, and that's that period of confusion that we go through that we can often attribute to our own personal sense of failure that is actually a consciousness shift beautiful (laughs) so
1: there's so much talk and also shifting and and understanding of 3d and 5d and, and a lot of people don't understand what that means in terms of themselves and in terms of 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 the changes that are taking place can can you describe that to our listeners a little bit rebecca
2: sure so so this is, I and mean, this is really the epitome of how we can really understand this shift in consciousness that's happening. This is this is where the rules of the game change in our earth reality and for humanity. So in 3D we have we have linearity, we have the law of cause and effect, an action and reaction, where everything moves in cycles. History repeats itself. We have cycles uh, in our moods, we have cycles in the economy, we have cycles in weather and we also have cycles in terms of our history, we look at karmic history, we look at reincarnation and everything is time looping and repeating itself. So when we start to move into fifth dimensional reality we actually start to see these cycles slow down we've even seen this in the in the human energy field with chakras a lot of people's chakras are behaving very differently now than they were before as the vibrational speed increases so what we find is that we're moving from a cyclical nature of operation in 3d and we're moving into 5d which is a pulse now, one of the really important things about moving into 5D is we don't have such a set direction in terms of linearity. So instead of being able to set a goal and move just towards it step by step, we we have a, a glimpse or a, a pulse for something, and then it's there and then it's gone. And then we're interested in something else, and then it's there and then it's gone. And we start to move in multiple directions. We start to have fleeting interests instead of longitudinal interests that we drive ourselves towards so we're becoming a little bit more rounded in our view the other thing that begins to happen in fifth dimensional reality is that our body starts behaving differently because we're not in linearity as much anymore we start to lose our memories a little bit we start to be a little bit unclear about what's coming up in the future We can't see ahead as well anymore all of this is indicative of 5d but really one of the most important distinctions between 3d and 5d is how we manifest and what we've learned in 3d is that if we have an intention and we put in a lot of effort and donate a lot of energy to it we can get something moving and get it created when we move into 5d we realize that it becomes more about resonance so instead of striving and donating energy and sacrificing things and putting in an awful lot of expended effort to make something happen we sit in the resonance of who we really are and things that are in agreement with who we really are begin to show up in our reality so it's less about friction to create movement and it's more about resonance to create new things. That's a really important distinction.
1: I love it and it, it's so powerful. So tell us who we really are.
2: <laughs> who we really are or what we really are? Exactly. <laughs> this is an this is interesting question. What a great question. I don't think anyone's asked that before. <laughs> well I at the deepest deepest level in in my own personal view and through everything that masters have shared and expressed I would say that we are all potential and possibility Mm. that is yet to be expressed I love it and we and we do that through a myriad of forms through a myriad of times in a myriad of ways. <laughs> and we're always
1: evolving through that because it, it's, it's not stagnant. It's, it, it's just unlimited possibility.
2: I love the way you say that because, you know, we tend to believe in, in third-dimensional reality in our 3D view of the world that, that Earth and humans and our lives are contained systems. They're closed systems. And that we have limited amount of permutations and possibilities based on our design based on our blueprints or our history and yet the truth is we are not closed systems our bodies are not closed systems our our being is not closed system our consciousness is open-ended which means that anything is possible we are not limited to what's available
1: you know and and that's so true i totally believe it and and feel that and and live that so tell us a little bit too about why this is so important right now? Why do why do we have to awaken? Which is really what you're doing through your your books and your channeling and and getting the word out? Why is it so essential right now for humanity to wake up to who to who and what we are and what we're here to do?
2: because we are going through this shift right now and right now most of humanity is sitting in the space between 3d and 5d with their conscious awareness which it means that they're sitting in the bridge between two worlds there's an awful lot of confusion it feels stagnated for many people it seems as if there's no sense of direction to move forward but you also don't feel like you can go back to where you were and indeed we're seeing this collectively now in in the world with what's been happening in the last 18 months we're feeling a bit stuck and confused and we don't know how to solve it we don't know what to do but in essence this is the opportunity to really embrace the I don't know because we don't know and rather than that being a hindrance or a problem this experience that we're all having of oh i don't know what to do i don't even know what to believe anymore i don't know which direction to move in i don't know how to change things the the, i don't know itself is the ignition point and the invitation for the hallmark of who we really are to start to show up and that hallmark is curiosity to begin to say well i wonder what else I wonder what else is possible I wonder what else I can do and it's a bewildering time to be in because we're so used to having to know we're so used to relying on information that's external to us to tell us what to do so there's a mass disarming that's going on and I liken it actually to an egg with a chicken inside it rolling along the floor you know this has been human consciousness so the eggs rolling along the floor and the chickens rolling around inside the egg thinking that it's evolving and really getting somewhere look at me I'm progressing Uh, there's movement here I'm spinning around and around and around perhaps in the karmic cycle (laughs) through time but it's not until everything slows down and the egg stops that the chicken realizes yeah I'm not really moving anymore what's happened The structure around me is not pushing me along. The structures of life and my schedule and my commitments are not moving me along. And and what happens is that those structures around you start to break open and the chicken actually comes out. Now it can begin to move. Now it can begin. Now it can start to walk and discover what's really available in the world. And I do feel that that's where we've been as a humanity. We've been feeling like we've been progressing, but it's really the structures and beliefs around us that have been pushing us along. We haven't even really begun yet. And that's the exciting part of where we are right now. But if we can feel confident in that we're just beginning and we're actually designed for this, we're, we're built for this. Our consciousness is ready for this. We can really begin to trust ourselves.
1: You know, I think it's so important to have that sense of trust and to recognize that we, we do have that ability. Like you said, we're built for this. We're, and, and on some level, we're ready for this. And I love what you talked about in terms of the, the chicken and the egg and discovery, because discovery, when we're in that place, it's like being, a, you know, a new, look at this and, wow, how does this work? And, and it's like the sky's the limit or beyond the sky's the limit. So, so all this potentiality that's not only within us but around us, and through us is, to me, it, it's incredibly exciting. And I don't think that people need to be afraid. I think embra- embracing the way you're talking about it, Rebecca, that sense of discovery and, and seeing things anew in, in, and just opening our experiences and, and who we are, it, it, to me, it, it's just so exciting
2: it is but it does require us to get comfortable with not knowing and i think for example so many of us you know at this time are looking to the news and looking for information and trying to figure out what's happening in the world and and it's really when you you let go of that and you say well i'm willing to just not know today i'm willing to just go i have no idea what's going on now what so i'm going to ask you now what (laughs) now what now we learn to walk now we learn to walk as
1: humans (laughs) (laughs) and what does that mean what does that mean in this in this new discovery and capacity that we probably have always had within ourselves and being able to To see and feel and
2: experience ourselves anew what does that mean well it's really about getting off the path I mean if we think about you know structures if we think about that egg we think about our lives and there is there is a great belief that we have a blueprint we have a a predetermination we have an inherent map that we're born with and and we're limited to walking along those paths that we that we've inherited with that map and and i i feel that that has been true for several hundred thousand years for humanity you know we, we we come in with a design we come in with a blueprint we come in with a mission perhaps and and this is what this life is to be but the whole exciting component of 5d is that this is now about getting off the map it's now about being a the chicken coming out of the egg and saying well I don't have to go in the direction that the egg has been rolled I can now actually walk in any direction I can walk towards shelter if it's raining I can find food if there's hunger where does this go where does that go and we actually become explorers again which is what humanity hasn't been especially in the last hundred years <laughs> would become very Definitely. contained, <laughs> very contained indeed.
1: <laughs> so
2: uh, you know if we, sorry, that, go I'll on. Go ahead. I was going to say, if you walked into a forest, say say you went into a, a a really really beautiful forest, if you were really present with that, would you really stick to the path that takes you through that forest, or would you spot an amazing tree? you know, a hundred yards away and say, well, there's no path going to it, but that's what I'm curious about at this time. You would just walk over there. You would go in that direction just because you're curious. All right.
1: And I I think that's wonderful because when we do that, it's like, look at that tree and look at that bird in the tree and then look at, look, and and so it, it's expansive because it opens up new levels of awareness and understanding and, and also growth. Now, why is skin, this is something I want our listeners to understand, why is the awareness of skin so important? I had to
2: think about that for a while. <laughs> skin is very, Skin is one of the most misunderstood aspects of our physicality. And It's actually one of the most intelligent organs. It has an incredible intelligence and and the reason it's so important is Because as we start to become aware that our bodies are not closed systems and our bodies actually Doorways in and out of this Reality in and out of this experience. We begin to realize that the skin is like the interface between our cosmic reality or our source consciousness, the truth of who we are, and this reality within which we find ourselves. Now if we understand that our skin is the interface or the membrane between the truth of who we really are and how life appears to be, we begin to discover that this skin is relaying an awful lot of information between those two states of awareness and consciousness and for a lot of people at this time they're beginning to feel their skin in different ways as this understanding gets switched on which there's a lot of people having skin irritation at this time feeling things that might not be there feeling hot or cold spontaneously feeling ripples or goosebumps The sensitivity that's happening with the skin now is quite acute to some people especially the more aware that you are because the nervous system is really getting switched on now and the etheric nervous system that sits beyond what we think is the boundary of that physicality so it's wise to pay attention to your skin what is my skin feeling at this time Skin's very important to reference yourself if you're feeling ungrounded or you're feeling anxious touch your skin yep still here I'm still here in this reality it's incredibly comforting it's incredibly intelligent
1: I have to relay a story <laughs> Because it it just keeps popping up. When I was studying um, how to do past life regression, and we were working with partners, and I had a partner who who was taking me back in time, and I went to a place that wasn't, I believe, was not on this Earth plane, and it was in. It felt like a cave. And there were all these stones that, were, that had musical tones, and it was beautiful vibration. And, and I was crying and saying, how wonderful I've been here. And the guy that was supposed to be taking me back kept saying, no, you have to go back to a past life. You have to go back to a past life. I said, I've been here before. He said, no, you have to go back to a past life, until finally the leader had to take over, because I don't think, and, and I don't know why this came up now, but it, but I don't I don't think it was on this earth. I mean, I know for a fact it wasn't on this earth plane, and to feel the rigidity of having to do something that I was already doing in a totally different way just felt very foreign to me. Since I was experiencing something beautiful that had awakened something in me, so I don't know how you want to translate that into what we're doing, but. <laughs> But
2: well, you know, as we step from 3D into 5D awareness, the linearity of time begins to become less apparent to us. So what you may have experienced as, you know, a memory now becomes available more readily from day to day because we begin to realize that the way that consciousness works is not in recycling experience or having having consecutive life experiences, but we're actually having concurrent life experiences. And so what you experience now has the opportunity to begin to show up for you within this reality. So I would be asking how some aspects of that experience are actually going to become visible and part of this human reality for you.
1: Well, they've already shown, they've already given me some messages. (laughs) (laughs) so <laughs> that's a whole, a whole <laughs> other discussion for you and I
2: <laughs> <laughs> beautiful <laughs>
1: so tell our listeners more about what 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 they need to do during this new shift that we're going through and and also I I'm curious about the book so you call this beautiful book the agreement why why did you Determine, determine, why did you determine that title for the book?
2: Well, you know, the, the masters were very adamant that that's what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> and that the cover I, is I, green, which was interesting because I've never done anything in green <laughs> before. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you should have a completely different color palette for everything that we do. Um, so the agreement really is a mechanism for life and creation as consciousness shifts into this new earth reality whereby uh, movement and life and creation isn't happening through duality and friction and the energy that results from duality and friction but it is creation that arises through resonance and the ultimate resonance is not even between yourself and some other aspect or form of life, or through an experience, the ultimate agreement is with your own existence. And it's, it's so important at this time because, especially with what's happening globally right now, humanity must agree that it has the right to exist. And it's, it's the core, it's the fundamental principle of our sovereignty as conscious beings.
1: Now what do you mean it has the right to exist? What it, what does that mean?
2: Well I feel that humanity has seen itself as a problem to be solved. That's the mind. That's three D, cause and effect. The mind loves the problem. It sees the world as a problem to be solved but ultimately we see ourselves as problems to be solved to be corrected to be improved in some way right from the time you're a small child you're a problem a problem to be solved and if you're not the problem there's something put in front of you that's a problem to be solved well it's very difficult for us with with so many years of conditioning to actually agree that we're not a problem that humanity is not a problem and this might be a little bit contentious, a little bit controversial, but what if humanity was not a problem? Hmm. That's a very different view. If we yeah, didn't see is. ourselves as problems, would we create completely different things? Hmm.
1: So what do we have? What gifts? What, what do we Humans have that—that that is already within us. That we, firstly, that are not problematic, <laughs> and and also that we need to recognize and awaken that that are there. There, it's inherent within us, and we just have to be able to access it. What is that, and how do we access it?
2: Well, I feel and, that it's been written in so many scriptures and religious texts and holy words over eons on this planet that we are we are you know the embodiment of life itself we are the living gods we are creative beings and it's our inherent capacity to be able to access everything that is available for consciousness and bring it into this earth reality earth is designed as the as the the garden of eden this is where where creation can happen in diversity, in humanity, where like the the fountain pens that write the story onto the parchment of earth reality. The ink is the cosmic consciousness that flows through us. It is our application into this reality that allows us to to leave a legacy behind and to create things. I mean, that's really our right as humans is to create and to do it differently every time. But we've become obsessed with repetition, with consistency, with productivity, and we've completely forgotten about creation. And and you know, one of the the, the quirks of 3D reality, <laughs> I'll call it a quirk, just to lighten it a little bit, is that anything 3d is highly programmable so if we see ourselves as third dimensional beings we become highly programmable if we see our DNA as material it becomes highly programmable and if something is highly programmable it's highly predictive if something is highly predictive nothing new gets created it's just the same thing over and over again, or permutations of the same thing.
1: How boring,
2: right? <laughs> well, well, we've done that. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, uh, well, I could
1: have you on for, for hours and hours, but how do you see our our... Evolution our emergence into our new level of consciousness and what we're doing right now in terms of going to other planets and And what that means in terms of not only our humanity, but what you know, what what we are doing
2: What that well Again, it's about the construct of our reality and the views in third-dimensional reality. We we view everything because we're because in that way humans are highly programmable as a closed system so we experience earth as a closed system of closed possibility and it takes an awful lot to stretch the boundaries of that closed system we even see the earth as a closed ecosystem when it is not so so i mean humanity and other i mean the the, the human form is present in many other galactic systems. Humanity is not exclusive to the Earth reality. We know that. It's just that we can only experience ourselves within this closed system. Once we move more fully as a collective consciousness into fifth dimensional reality, our awareness of what already exists beyond our Earth reality will begin to become apparent and very obvious. Thank you, and that's
1: where I think we need to be as we we venture outside of this Earth's <laughs> system.
2: You <laughs> get an expanded view. It's like it's like increasing the aperture on the camera. You get a more panoramic view of life. It's just we're only able to look in in a very small through a very small view because of this third dimensionality condition.
1: Well, we need to expand. <laughs> definitely and we and we, and it's we are it it's is. happening it is and and it's beautiful and and you are a beautiful being bringing this to to us in such a way that that people are more easily and readily open to their new human experience and what's happening so rebecca i love your work i, I like i said i could help, i could keep you more and more for hours but I don't want to do that to you. So tell our listeners how they can get a hold of your book, The Agreement, The New Human Experience, which is the other book, the first book, get, learn more about you and find out so much more.
2: So it, it's very simple. I have a website that is my name, so it's just RebeccaDawson.net. Uh, and you can find lots of books on there and lots of uh, seminars there's lots of free channelings and articles I also have a YouTube channel I put channelings out every month to keep you up to date with what's happening uh, in terms of this shift and what it feels like and, and how we're experiencing it and you can actually get the first chapter of the agreement which is called the body which is a really important chapter about what's happening with our physical bodies right now And that you can actually download that for free on on the website if you go there. I, I wanted everyone to be able to access that because it's such valuable information right now.
1: Beautiful. So before you go, what do you want to leave our listeners with?
2: Well, I feel that it's so important right now to get comfortable with not knowing what to do and to be okay with that. And the other thing that's very important right now is if you don't know what to believe, don't believe any of it. (laughs) (laughs) Believe yourself, because that's the great human revolution. The human revolution is believe yourself.
1: And I do, and I love it, and it's true. (laughs) Rebecca Dawson, thank you so much for you, for all that you do, and for all that you're doing to help the masters convey their message and for us to move forward into our human consciousness and cosmic mind. Thank Thank
2: you again. Thank you so much. It's been lovely being with you. My pleasure. Take care. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.
1: so think about everything that rebecca dawson said and as you do think about you in an in a totally unlimited way because truly you are becoming so much more than you believe and maybe you've been that way all the time and you're just awakening to that and that's so important and remember that you have the ability, the power to kind of spread your wings, see yourself in a new light in a new way, and explore the new you to your own awakening. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can go to docwhite.org. Each day, each moment of each day is a way for you to awaken. So do that. And take good care of yourself and have a beautiful rest of your day.
0: You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit docwhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.